Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Don Fisher. And today I have with me a writer, producer, director, and also a former civil rights lawyer. Here to discuss his latest film, A Day to Die, I'm pleased to have with me Wes Miller. How you doing? Hey, Don. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, man. How's everything? It's good, man. No complaints, man. Just just working and grinding, man. That's, that's, That's what it's about. I feel you, I feel you. Uh, so, movie released last Friday. Yeah, March 4th. Uh, on uh, in theaters, VOD. Um, can you give the people a quick rundown uh, about the film? Yeah, it's an action film uh, called, like you mentioned, A Day to Die. Uh, and it's about a guy played by Kevin Dillon whose um, wife is kidnapped after he kills the... A, uh, underling of the local drug boss who's played by Leon. Um, um, that character basically gives Kevin's character uh, 12 hours to get $2 million or he loses his wife. And that's just like a quick snippet, you know, a lot more little layers to it, but that's the general premise. Um, so looking at your background when it, when it comes to film, right, you have uh, a lot of, it's more, it's got more action films. You have, uh, River Runs Red, Atone, Hell on the Border. Why is um, action films like the way or the vehicle you want to use to um, tell your your stories and deliver your message? You know, that's a good question. I um, I don't think I actually landed on that until right before this movie as I was casting. Leon um, and I had a meeting, uh, you know, to kind of chat about the character. And he asked me, he was like, man, you know, what, what kind of filmmaker are you? What kind of filmmaker you want to be? And I was like, man, I just like to make, you know, cool stuff that makes people think. He was like, no, nah, man, that's not, that's, not, that's not enough. Like, you got to be specific. So um, in reflecting, I was like, man, I, I think I would like to make socially relevant action films. Uh, and he was like, well, there you go. You're a filmmaker that makes socially relevant action movies. So, um, and I think like I probably have had that in the back of the mind somewhere as I was like working on the other material. So like you mentioned, A Day to Die, has, excuse me, um, River Runs Red does have like, you know, nice action sequence, a couple of them in there. Um, Atone was a smaller action movie that I was really working on saying like, how can we execute action when you don't really have a lot of money? And then Hell on a Border, which was a traditional Western, but also had his action beats in it. And I don't know, man, I feel like just a part of me, I guess, growing up, um, have always loved action movies. And as a filmmaker, um, you want to give, you want to make things that people will go see. Um, and so that's like the, the business part of everything. And so I think like, because it really meets my sensibilities and also it uh, allowed me to, you know, become a commercial filmmaker and also be able to keep a part of myself in the material and uh, it's just kind of like where the road started leading me. Yeah, I, and, and it's definitely, it shines through because I think um, that, you know, all the action aside, the social commentary is what leaps out of me. 
you know, mm. um, you know, you're from Memphis. I'm from Nashville. I've been all right, six one five. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there, you know, a number of times. So the the cities are very similar in mm-hmm. the things that we we see. It gets glorified sometimes, but it's part of our lives, and we try to make sense of it and then navigate going forward. And with you know my writing, your filmmaking, we're able to kind of make sense of the stuff around us and kind of add that mm-hmm. context to the things that we we do. So how did uh, growing up in Memphis affect your your work that you've been doing? You know, I, I you know it's one of those things where you 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 don't really consciously think about it all the time. Um, but where we grow up and the experiences that we go through and you know and they 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 shape us you know what i mean like they're just it's just it's just part of who you are and so a lot of the things that i've seen uh the things that i've had to survive through the things i've had to um overcome you know it just becomes ingrained and and it lets you see the world from a different perspective that people who haven't had to struggle through some of those issues or areas, um, it gives you just a little bit of, um, I guess I say authority to, to talk about it because you're talking about it from an honest place and, and know exactly what it is, as opposed to a lot of times we get our stories told from people who haven't seen it or haven't been through it. And, you know, it becomes stereotypical at that point or cliched. Um, so, you know, and then, I, you know, also, you know, my grandmother was like a union worker with AFSCME, you know, negotiated for teachers. So I don't know, man, it's just like, you know, ever since I was younger, just always like fighting for the underdog, man. I'll, you know, that's just always who I've been. And so I think I think ha- having all those experiences as I sit down to write, as I sit down and look at material and I'm, I'm reading it, it gives me just the ability to look at it from a different perspective that the original author or um producer may not have seen as as they were you know putting it together yeah i think that's why i like um first off you got to work with like some legends like off the mm. the rip in the past films and this one you have leon and bruce willis like i haven't seen leon in a while and when i saw him on screen i was like oh he got leon like what do you, you know what <laughs> I mean? and in his character to what you're saying you know we we've seen like the the dope boys or the, the kingpin type guys in mm-hmm. our cities and then you know they're looked at as as villains a lot of time but there is this side of them that is that they are on some level trying to help people sometimes they're trying to mm-hmm. you know uh you know give out money they're trying to hey stay in school because you don't want to go this route uh, and i think that's why i like this character because he was nuanced where he can be easily looked at as the villain but he's a little more layered than that and 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 on some level, he's a businessman. So the things that he does just as part of his business, it may not be a good thing that he does these things, but that's his business. But he is a nuanced character. So when you're writing someone like him, I know that there's possibly um, some frustration from the way we grew up in the way the world is and mm-hmm. anger. How much of that is like, how, like when you're writing a character with these certain lines, how much do you like think about, should I go all in on these things I want to say or don't want to kind of keep it measured just a little bit? Uh, that's a good question, man. I think like I, I always start going all in and I pull back, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to entertain and drop nuggets and don't want it entirely too heavy. 
Um, and then I, I pull back to the point of, but I, I just make sure it stays true to that character. So like, what would Pet is really like, how far would he go? Because he's a very measured person. Everything he says and does is, is calculated. Um, so, you know, he would say just enough to pierce the little protective armor these guys have since they actually have the upper hand at the time where a lot of his um, um, confrontation occurs. So, yeah, I, I definitely kind of pull back and, um, yeah, and just always, you know, it's just always the last piece of it is, you know, staying true to the character. And, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I had old heads as I was coming up that would keep me out of trouble, man. You know, it, no matter how bad I tried to go with them or hang out, you know, they, they'd be like, no, man, like, no, you're not going on this path. Go, right. like, go play some ball, go do something. So, you know, we know those people and, you know, we just, you know, as I was just going through, you know, I kind of felt like the whole piece was kind of like a metaphor for, um, like kind of where we are as a you know as a community as as the world you know we all these different places and it just kind of gave a little piece for like look like what happens if us from all these different parts of the world or different perspectives you know i may be doing something bad for a good reason he may be doing something good for a bad reason how do we put all that aside and like overcome a common you know evil um or to accomplish a common good so um, so everything he said needed to lead us to that to that spot. Yeah, there's there's definitely some like lines where I'm, I'm thinking like it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. Like that's all I could think about. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you pull yourself out by your bootstraps, man. Like what you what you gonna yeah. do? Like uh, yeah. so uh, how how much with that along with your civil rights uh, lawyer, you know, your law degree. Does that like with the, some of your stories that I, I've seen, uh, it all kind of seems to connect to I could see you come through in even just the synopsis of the film. Uh, mm. Are these like certain stories or bits and pieces of cases you've heard and, or had to mm. try that you tie into the stories? No, not really. I think more so. Um, with the civil rights work, it allowed me to see um, the best of humanity and also the worst of humanity. You know, I've seen, you know, I, I would tease my mom and be like, man, God's greatest creation are, are people and God's worst creation are people. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, so growing up, you know, where I grew up, I, I needed the that legal education to help expand my mind and to see people and differently, um, all people. So, you know, I think it gave me just a little bit deeper breadth of, of knowledge of the human condition, as well as a little common sense to help navigate this business because it's really tough and, and difficult, you know, in the, in the show business side of show business. So, um, so that's kind of more where it comes from. And so, you know, it's, it's more indirectly influenced, but definitely allows me to say, look, um, I got to see both sides. Let's look at both sides and then let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, so this film, Bruce Willis, Leon, Frank Grillo, um, how are you like, when I'm looking at your, your resume, I mean, out the gate, you're working with a lot of recognizable, well-known faces. Um, 
how did that come about? And then how was that like feel that you kind of are thrust into like in the deep of it kind of very early and now this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. How you can just kind of navigate navigate your way through. You know, it's um it's an interesting feeling. So I'm really blessed. You know, like everybody that I've worked with has been like really great. Um, and so, you know, I'm thankful and and understand like that's not necessarily quote unquote the norm. Um, what it did do is like you know like the earlier films for me because I didn't do film school. Every film that I did was working on a specific you know, piece of, of filmmaking. And, you know, I kind of feel like with the day to die, I've been able to kind of put all of those together. Um, but it, it, so it's been a great feeling and in, in watching myself learn and grow. Um, but like when you're in film school, you make early films, you're kind of protected. Nobody really sees them. Um, you know, mine, you know, because I didn't do film school and working to be a commercial filmmaker, I like, people see them and so you get to see the learning and the growth and everything which is a positive it could also be a negative um you know to a certain extent but as far as like working with the talent man they've taught me so much um they they've helped me grow so fast as far as being like a director and like yeah man they like that's just honestly one of the most joyful parts of directing is actually sitting down and, and working with the actors with the, uh, with this story, um, was there, I mean, so it's set in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, so why Jackson or why, I mean, I mean, it seems like a lot of the stories, you know, have this very, if they're not in the South, they have a very Southern feel. Um, so is that like deliberate and, uh, and why Mississippi? So Mississippi, because um, the financiers approved it as a shooting location because they have a wonderful tax credit and, and very friendly to film. Um, but for me, I needed somewhere that felt cityish, that felt like an urban center, um, and that had a wonderful urban landscape as we shot. And so I went to Jackson to scope it and, you know, scout it. And when I got there and, you know, um, my producing partner, Curtis Nichols was, was on the ground and led me around, you know, we met the mayor, we met the, met the police chief, the fire chief, senators you know, business people in the community and they were, man, like hands down were so welcoming and it was just became, it was just like, okay, like this is a cool place. Like cool people, looks great. Um, let's call it here. Let's, let's, let's shoot here. And uh, that's kind of how it led, man. So um, as far as, you know, the being in the South, you know, I'm a Southern dude. So like, you know, that's what I know. Like, I don't know if, you know, putting me in New York to go shoot somewhere, I don't know it would be the best thing. I mean, of course, if I have time to research and this stuff, cool. Right. But like, you know, the South doesn't get a lot of love, you know, on the big screen. And so you can either chase trends and go try to shoot something that looks like LA or try to go shoot something that looks like New York, or you can just shoot something that's based in the South. And um, outside of Atlanta, maybe sometimes New Orleans, you don't really see much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, almost, almost every, especially a story like this, it's almost always New York, LA, Chicago, mm -hmm. something to that effect. Yeah. And I mean, those things happen everywhere. These types of stories, even that, you know, a lot of these things might not 
completely happen, but we see them on the news all the time, no matter what huh. city you're in. So yeah, like I, I definitely appreciate it being in the South. We don't see it. If we do see something from the South that it takes place outside of Atlanta, it's normally somewhere in the woods and <laughs> you don't know where it's shot until the very end. You're like, oh, it was in Lebanon, Tennessee. You're like, there was trees. I don't know what that was. Yeah, like there's no identity to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and I think that also helps too um, with uh, a certain stigma that people have on Southern people. You know, I've been at, uh, to, I think it was Ohio years ago, and someone was like, speak Tennessee. And I was like, I don't know what that means, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just a guy. I speak how I speak. I don't have yeah. a necessary, you know, specific speech to that region. Um, yeah. But I had a lot of fun with this film. I mean, it, it was, it, was, it kind of surprised me. I was, you know, once it kind of, once it got like the first sequence, I'm like, okay, it's going down. All right, all right. And then once you really get into it, I didn't know who to root for, which I think yeah. is good because you kind of, there's nuance to all these characters. You clearly have one guy then you're like, you know what? I don't like him. But mm -hmm. like the, the story, the way it comes together is uh, it's really fun to, fun to watch. Um, and I know you've worked with uh, Frank Grillo before. Yeah. And there was another guy, the, the bodyguard. He, he worked him before, right? Yeah, the bodyguard and um, the guy who plays Tim, um, and then also the guy who plays Steve, the the country boy. We've worked together before, um, on on quite a few of them on Hell on the Border on the last one. Yeah. So is that like because you know we see that a lot in film where certain directors or producers have like their kind of guys or girls that they, hey, you know, we got this project working on. Is that something that's easy to reach out to them and like, hey, we got a new project, you want to get along with it? Yeah, I kind of feel like we lose a lot of sense of community um, when we're trying to strive to move, quote unquote, up the ladder. And for me, <clears throat> I, I, making films is really hard. Yeah. It's like extremely hard, even harder than practicing law. And you're on the grind for like, you know, 20 to 30 days. You want to be there with people you enjoy working with and who are talented, you know. So, um, yeah, man, if I get a role for like one of my homies that I feel like are, are perfect for it, man, I'm, I'm going to bring them in. Um and they respect the fact that if I don't think they're perfect for it, that, you know, I have to go get somebody who is perfect for it. Um, but even Vernon Davis, we worked together on Hell on the Border and watching his growth, you know, from that first one to now, it's just been amazing. So, you know, I just, you know, I want to continue to make films, work with people I enjoy working with. And uh, and yeah, and if we we all we all rise together, you know, that that's awesome. Uh, is there first off, I love the I love the Vernon, Vernon Davis, man. I, I love that he has this second career and it's really good mm -hmm. to see um because he definitely does like pop off the screen when he when he's mm -hmm. on there um but is there a um from this film is there a specific um message if it's not already obvious to to some people but is there a specific message do you want people to take away from this film yeah i think like i, I think if, if i had to distill it down to something simple it would it would be you know, we can't continue to prejudge everybody. And, uh, and and there will come a time where we need to put all differences aside and join together. And uh, no matter how bad things were between us and another group, sometimes we got to put it all aside to overcome a common evil. Um, yeah, that, that would be the message. And then just hopefully, you know, just they enjoy the ride and, uh, you know, enjoy the characters and, and, and have fun with it too.
Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more deep than maybe people may when you see the trailer. It's a lot more deep than you think because there is the the brotherhood, and you know, I have a my, I have a saying that we're all stuck in the same traffic. You know, no matter like what kind of car you're driving, be a Lambo, it could be a Honda. <laughs> if we're in the same interstate, we're all the same spot. Yeah, um, like that. <laughs> so, um, what do you have coming uh, in the future? Yeah, so right now we're in pre-production on another film. Um, it's called Three Mile In, and we'll be working with Kelly Rowland. She'll be starting in that one. And um, it's kind of like a Reservoir Dogs meets Smoking Aces kind of film. So it's, you know, kind of stylized and wacky and wild. And uh, yeah, getting ready for it. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, like you said, films are very hard to make. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any difficulties uh, making the film or any um, things that you wanted to put in there, but they just, you know, had to get edited out? No, I think, you know, this is probably the first time that I've made a film that um, I was able to capture at least 95 to 99% of what I was going for, you know, on the beginning. Um, and that's because we had a lot of prep and a lot of and I, my team members were like really good between my stunts and my special effects, makeup, you know, um, um, everybody, man, our armorer who was just like amazing. Um, you know, we had a great squad who, you know, we really took the time and prep to like line everything up, shot with multiple cameras, shot with 6K cameras. So, you know, we made sure we had enough coverage um and yeah man so it was difficult like you know was, you know we didn't have like a, in a lot of extra time um but like you know I protected the time with the actors and then we started shooting and you know Kevin would tease me he's like man you know we're just getting it but we're getting it <laughs> and um so we are yeah we, we we just got it every day but we, but we got it um I appreciate your time man uh this was fun cool uh, and I'm really excited to see what you do in the future because I mean every time I, I've had to you know every time I googled your name it's like budding filmmaker like yeah. you know what I mean so I feel like there's a collective um conscience of like you know you're one of the people to look out for um, I appreciate that man and able to like put these stories in this kind of vehicle uh and these messages in this kind of vehicle and, and action films or anything of the sort is uh is as much is needed and necessary. And I think it, the way you've done it makes it palatable for people to like receive <laughs> something without them. Yeah. Like, oh, they're like telling me what I have to think, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Out Now, Theaters, VOD, A Time to Die. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, best place is Instagram. Um, I am, I am Wes Miller. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've been horrible at it, but I've been posting a lot more now. So um, yeah, I'll keep, you know, keep people in the loop on like, you know, doing behind the scenes stuff from like the next shoot and the prep and everything. So getting it going. Yeah, social media is hard, man. I struggle with it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I, want, I do want to tell you that you have like the perfect director name, man. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like when, if you hear the name Westmiller, it just sounds like a director. Um, oh, that's and, like, cool. you know, you're, in, you're in good company with Wes Craven, Wes Anderson. So like the next Wes is here. Um, uh, I, I got something to strive up to, man. <laughs> Those guys are dope. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
I'm down for uh, another talk when you, your next film drops. Um, 100%. But yeah, I, again, I appreciate your time. And everybody go check out A Time to Die out now. Uh, you're going to like it. All right. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Peace. All right, man, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.